0: This is the Navigating Adult ADHD podcast, here to help you navigate and thrive with ADHD in adulthood. I'm your host, Zena, and I was diagnosed at age 36. As with many ADHDers, I have a rebellious and non-conformist style. And that means that there will likely be swearing in the coming episode. Please be mindful of any little people. Hello my friends and welcome back to the Navigating Adult ADHD podcast. This will be one of the episodes where you're so glad you can't see me because I am a sweaty mess. I've just come in from a run. (laughs) So let's just both be grateful that this is audio only. All right, today we're talking about ADHD and specifically what is it? Okay, okay. So I'm gonna break this down into a few different sections to answer this question, starting with it is neurological, meaning it is in the brain and it's also hereditary, meaning it comes from our parents or our grandparents. It comes from our genes, okay, in the majority of cases. So in terms of symptoms, ADHD is broken into three categories. Number one is inattention. Number two is hyperactivity, and number three is impulsivity, okay? So we're going to take a closer look at each of these. So when we talk about inattention, that might look like being unable to sustain your attention on a specific task to keep doing it and working through it. Forgetfulness and losing things frequently, so a couple of examples from my life, when I walk into a room, I will often forget why I walked in there. When I meet new people, I will get home and I will immediately have forgotten their names. Often as soon as like you go to an event and you meet people and then you sit down, you sit down at a table and I've forgotten their names. <laughs> and it can be rather embarrassing having to ask again, um, I'm so sorry, what was your name again? <laughs> Another one is working on a project and like I just can't for the life of me focus on it, especially when it gets hard or, you know, I, I'm i not enjoying it. I will often feel like I'm going in circles because I'm going going to do other things. I'll be checking emails, I'll be going on social media and trying to distract myself from the very thing I'm trying to get done. Um, another one is Reading the same page in a book over and over again because you're zoning out. I know so many ADHDers can relate to that one and it happens to me all the time. (laughs) All right. So number two here was hyperactivity. So that will often look like fidgeting, right? Restlessness and a need to constantly move. So I'll give you a couple of examples When I'm at a meeting and, for example, I go to Toastmasters, the public speaking club, I go there every week to work on public speaking and practice speaking skills. And when I'm sitting there and there is the meeting going on and maybe somebody's doing a speech up at the front, I will be sipping on my coffee. And then I'll put my coffee cup down and then I might touch my water bottle and then I might fidget with my pen and I've might i got rings on my hand and I might spin my rings around. If I've got a hair tie on my wrist, I'll fidget with my hair tie. I will move in my seat to reposition myself. I will touch my phone. I'll go back to my coffee cup. Like it's this constant need to be touching and doing something and have your hands busy. That's how that presents for me. Another one is in terms of hyperactivity, is being an active relaxer. Active relaxers are classic ADHD. (laughs) So if you ever go on a holiday and maybe you can do, you know, a few hours by the pool, sipping cocktails, reading a book, but then you really just got to go out and see and do things. Maybe you want to go for a walk. You want to go and do some sightseeing. You can't really seem to sit still when you're on holiday. The third category here is the impulsivity. So that might look like interrupting other people, acting without thinking, and engaging in risky behavior. So I was at a a group meeting the other day. It's like a local networking meeting for women. And one of the women was talking, and she was talking about something that had happened in her business And I blurted something out right in the middle of her speaking in front of everyone very loudly. And she looked horrified. I don't even remember what I said now, but I just immediately remember wishing that I could stuff the words back into my mouth. That's a classic example of impulsivity. Okay. So we've got those three categories, inattention, hyperactive, and impulsive. And then there are the subtypes of ADHD, okay? So you will be either mostly inattentive, which was what they used to refer to as ADD, attention deficit disorder. And now there's just one name, okay? So that's being faded out. And to be more inclusive with how it actually presents, it is now referred to as ADHD, okay? So you will be either mostly inattentive or mostly hyperactive and impulsive type or a combination of all of those. Okay. So you'll have symptoms from both the inattentive, the hyperactive and the impulsive club. Okay. That's me. I'm a combined, I'm I'm all of the clubs. (laughs) Okay. Something else that is incredibly important to know when we talk about ADHD is the spectrum. It is a spectrum disorder. So in order to better explain this, I want you to picture the color dark green in your mind. And I want you to picture it so dark that you can't tell if it's dark green or is it maybe even black. Okay. Now I want you to imagine in your mind the palest shade of green possible, The lightest shade of green. And it's so light that you can't tell if maybe it's almost yellow or is it even more white than it is green. And now imagine all the different shades of green in between those two. In between dark green and the pale, pale green. That is a spectrum. Okay. From pale green, all the different shades up to dark, dark green. Okay. So we may have severe symptoms in one area, and that may be at the dark green end of the spectrum. And then we may have very little to no symptoms in another area, and that'll be down the pale green end of the spectrum. Okay. And this spectrum of symptoms is different for every single human who has ADHD. That is why it can look so different in all the different humans, right? So everyone with ADHD will have varying degrees of symptoms. Some people may not have any issues in a specific area and they find themselves really struggling struggling in another area. So I want to give you an example of this. While not all people with ADHD struggle with organization, okay, meaning they don't have difficulty maintaining order and cleanliness, it is a common symptom for many, okay? So I have heard from many ADHDers who have a messy or, in their words, out of control house. Might have a kitchen with stuff, you know, covering every single surface with groceries that haven't been put away and dishes that are piling up. They'll have laundry piled up, possibly in the lounge, you know, on the sofa and just overflowing in the washing basket, now, I myself am on the low end of that spectrum with organization and maintaining order. I don't really have much of a problem there. However, I recently discovered a concept of the the concept of time blindness, which I cannot wait to share with you in an upcoming episode. So, time blindness is an inability to or an yeah, an inability I think to Estimate how long a task is going to take you. So I have a lot of trouble estimating how long a project or something I'm going to do will take. And although I'm never late to an appointment, I pride myself on being early. What does happen is it leads to me pushing out deadlines, working all hours and procrastinating and even giving up. When I can't see the end in sight on certain tasks. Now, you may be a person who has no issue with that whatsoever. You're like, what? I've never even heard of this. <laughs> How is that a thing? Right? Or that might be something where you're a um, a, a nice kind of I'm trying to think of a green, a shade of green, like a plant green, (laughs) but that's very not helpful because there are so many different shades. So in my office, for example, I've got, I don't know, five or six plants and one of them is like very pale leaves. Another one is super, super dark. And then I've got like this beautiful kind of mid green, right? But for you, time blindness might be something that happens every now and again, it isn't unmanageable. You're aware of it. Maybe you've got strategies. Okay. So for me, time blindness is dark, dark green, whereas organization is pale green. Okay. I hope you understand here what I'm, I'm meaning by that spectrum. Hence why I wanted to give you the visual. It's really important to recognize this because it shows the individual difference in symptoms of ADHD and the importance of personalized treatment plans. Okay. Okay. Which we're going to talk so much more in upcoming episodes. Now, ADHD can have a significant impact on a person's life, including relationships. I know for me, it definitely impacts my friendships. It can also have a huge impact at work in our ability to get things done, to get them done on time and at a Good standard, it can impact our overall well being. However, with the right tools and support, people with ADHD are able to manage their symptoms effectively and lead really successful lives. Now, for those of us with ADHD, we are lacking in dopamine and norepinephrine. Okay, these are basically the pleasure and reward centers of the brain. So you probably have heard of dopamine before, maybe not so much norepinephrine. We'll talk about them more in upcoming episodes. But just to give you an idea, when we talk about dopamine, it's that feel-good uh, part of the brain, right? And we are chemically wired to seek more because we're lacking in it. Okay. So what I mean is. We often seek out pleasurable and rewarding tasks or behaviors because we don't have as much dopamine and norepinephrine as other neurotypical people, meaning people without an ADHD brain. I'm going to talk a lot more about this specifically in our medication episode, which I think will be the one following on from this. But for now, I just want to mention it because it really helps to understand that as someone who has ADHD, we can't stomach boredom. And when something becomes too hard, we will often go looking for something more pleasurable. So to demonstrate that, when I'm working on a presentation at work, so... As a coach, I will often run a webinar style training, like a training on Zoom where people come along and attend and it's one hour. And I sometimes find it really hard to sit down and put the PowerPoint presentation together, filling in all the slides and like worrying about getting it right, saying the right thing, having the right information on the screen. Perfectionism is very common for ADHDers. So my brain starts to see this whole activity of getting this PowerPoint presentation ready. It sees it as very hard and not really enjoyable most of the time. So what happens is I go in search of something more enjoyable to get my dopamine and my norepinephrine, to go get my fix, let's call it. So I will often go and make a coffee. I might get a snack. I will go check social media. I will go see if any of my friends have sent me a message or messenger. My partner also works from home, so I'll go look for him and see what he's doing, right? It's a distraction. I'll go in search of a cat. I'm a crazy cat lady, and I, you know, go looking for my cats to get cuddles and see what they're doing. Basically, I'm seeking distraction in the form of something, anything, that is more pleasurable than the task in front of me, okay? Classic ADHD. Now, something I really wanted to mention in this episode is that some of the most Brilliant minds and incredibly successful people have or have had ADHD, okay? So on that list, we have Albert Einstein, Simone Biles, the Olympian, Will Smith, Channing Tatum, and Emma Watson, all actors, actresses, and Bill Gates. Okay, that's just to name a few. You can literally Google it and get so many names, but I just wanted to share that with you. So, in summary, the symptoms of ADHD are broken into three categories. We have inattention, okay, lacking in attention and focus. Then we have hyperactivity, which can be the kind of fidgety, moving around a lot, and then we've got impulsive. Then we can be put into a subcategory, which is we're either predominantly inattentive or predominantly hyperactive and impulsive, or we are a combination of both, okay? Now, it is a spectrum disorder, meaning we all experience symptoms at different levels of severity Throughout our lives. And we are lacking in both dopamine and norepinephrine. Which are the pleasure and reward centers of the brain. So we are therefore wired to seek out more of that. More pleasure, more reward in our life. To boost up those levels. Okay. If you would like to see a list of ADHD symptoms and how it could will often present. And if you would like to join our free Facebook community for support with fellow adults with ADHD, then head over to my website, xenajones.com slash ADHD. Okay, really important you put in the slash ADHD and you will get access to all of that info for free. Okay, huge love my friends. Take care. I'll speak to you soon. Hey, if you loved this episode, then come and join us inside the Navigating Adult ADHD Facebook community. Head over to my website, zenajonescom slash ADHD. Make sure you add the slash ADHD to get access to this group and for further resources and support. I'll see you inside.